Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hi, and welcome to Land Grant Uncut. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, you will hear from two Ohio State players who factored in very heavily to the win over Notre Dame last Saturday. First, starting quarterback Kyle McCord, and then wide receiver Emeka Ibuka. They both take us behind the scenes in some of the biggest moments of that massive primetime top 10 victory over Notre Dame last weekend, discuss what was going on in their minds during some of those big plays, and look forward to the rest of the season. Now, before we get into that audio, if you are finding this episode on LandGrantHolyLand.com, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you can get all of the unique and varied perspectives that you will only hear from the Land Grant Podcast Network. Also, we would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your daily dose of podcasting goodness. All right, with all of that out of the way, up first is Ohio State quarterback Kyle McCord. Sunday, like waking up after getting back from the trip and kind of just thinking about, hey, that just happened. Yeah, no, I mean it was surreal. I went back and uh, like watched the TV copy of the game. I'm sitting there and watching that last drive, and my heart's pounding. You know, like I don't know what's about to happen. Um, but uh, man, you know that's about as tough as a win you can get. And um, you know, I'm just proud that uh, you know we were able to pull it out. And uh, you know, I'm excited to keep building off of it. Kyle, what do you think it says about Marvin that he suffered that injury and then he kind of 
comes right back out next drive and makes a play on the first play. Yeah, I think that is a side of Marvin that I don't know if people have seen yet, uh, just his toughness. And, um, you know, he could have easily just, you know, preserved himself in that moment. Um, but, you know, that's not who he is. It's not the type of competitor that he is. And for him to come back and still have an impact and obviously, uh, you know, make plays right away and then have that huge catch on that last drive, I mean, I think that, you know, gives you everything you need to know about Marvin, um, you know, the the things that you can't coach. And, uh, you know, it's, that was big for him to come back. You know him as well as anybody. Did you feel like when he got back out there, he was the usual self that he usually is? Yeah, I mean, I, I know that regardless of, of what happened, you know, if 18's on that field, he's going to be everything he has. And that's exactly what he did. And, um, you know, when I went back and watched the film after he got hurt, you really can't tell the difference. I mean, it says a lot about him pushing through that injury. Yeah, um, I think uh, one, definitely the toughness. I think both physical and mental. I mean, obviously, uh, being, I think you said 10 for 13 on third down is, you know, really good. Um, and uh, to be able to go down and put that last drive together was huge. Um, you know, and I think the, uh, a lot of the questions maybe around me were, was I built for that moment or not? And, um, you know, I think the team rose to the occasion. You know, I think it wasn't just me. I think it was the guys around me. I think you turn the last four minutes of that game. You know, there's not, not one guy who stepped on that field that didn't, you know, go as hard as he could and, you know, gave us a great chance to win. Kyle, what do you like in those moments, though, when, in those mm -hmm. stress-filled moments? What's running through your head? Yeah, I mean, just calm. Um, you know, I think uh, – Practice is uh, the, the toughest look I'll get, um, knowing that I'm going up against the best defense in America every single day in practice. And if you can have uh, success in practice, I think that gives you so much confidence walking out there on the field, regardless of who you're going up against. And at that point, you know, just executing a, a two-minute drive, uh, I said it on Saturday, just reverting back to our training. And, uh, you know, something that we've done hundreds of times since I've been here and now, you know, getting an opportunity to go out on a big stage like that and execute it. So... Uh, just calm and you know, sticking to uh, my rules, my training. Do you remember the last time in your life when you walked into a sporting event and you weren't like that? The last time? You uh, no, I can't. I can't. Maybe when I was in like middle school or something. Yeah. Those first two passes to Travion that didn't hook up, you know? Mm -hmm. What did you, you remember telling yourself something? I mean, or resetting or, you know, what, what, what was that moment like? I mean, we were, we were good. I mean, obviously it was four down territory, and so we still had two opportunities to get 10 yards. And uh, regardless of the situation and who we're playing, I'm going to take our guys any day. And uh, at that point I knew as, as soon as we got that first completion and we got that momentum rolling, you know, I knew we were good. Um, so it was all about just finding that rhythm and, and getting that first one that seemed to a mech. And, um, you know, we, we got going after that. Yeah, and it, it, it's almost like asking guy who's your favorite Kid, you don't have any kids yet, I don't think, right? No. Uh, but was it the, the drag route to Julian Fleming that he turns up for the first down? Was it the throw to Mecca down at the goal line? What, what, is that, what is that throw that really stands out in your mind? Mm. The play that had to happen. Marvin laying out for that ball. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously there's a lot of big plays down the stretch, but I'd probably have to say the, the throw to join because it's something we talk about all the time with those crossing routes. Uh, we call it quality of the throw. If I put it you know, a foot behind him, he has to stop for the ball, the game's over. And um, it's something we harp on in practice. And for it to come up in a situation like that, fourth and seven, uh, with the game on the line, and you know, I think he got the first down by half a yard. Uh, it just goes to show that everything that the coaches harp on in practice is real. And um, you know, to kind of see it all play out like that was, was pretty cool when I went back and watched it. Kyle, you just mentioned that, that uh, 
questions about whether you were built for that moment. Did you hear that stuff? Uh, I mean, obviously, I think it's tough not to. You open your phone, and you know that's uh, you know what people want to talk about. And I felt like you know just myself. I, I felt like I had something to prove. Obviously, um, you know I've made some good plays uh, this year so far, but you know nothing is quite like. Um, you know, down four points and needing to put a drive together against a uh, top ten opponent on the road, you know, and so I think that's about as good as uh, a moment you can create and test yourself with, and I think we, we answered. Now that you've done that, had that moment, what will that do for you next time you're in a situation like that, or do you feel like, man, I, I already knew I could do it. I didn't, I didn't have to go through yeah, I, I felt like um, as soon as we got the ball back uh, with a minute and whatever, 26 seconds left with a timeout, um, you know, I had all the confidence in the world in our offense. And, um, you know, like I said, it's something that we practice uh, a whole lot here because at the end of the day, uh, you know, that's really what the, the game came down to is that, that last drive. And so um, if we got the ball back, I knew we were going to go down and score. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, it was just how we were going to do it. And obviously uh, it was a tough drive converting a few third longs and a fourth down, but, you know, you can't draw it up much better than that. What's it like for you to know that you can do that, to know that you're built for this, but to have people question it and not be able to prove it until Saturday? You know that you can do it, you just hadn't had a chance to. Yeah. No, I think it was just a matter of time until everything kind of plays itself out. And, um, you know, I think uh, one of my favorite sayings, uh, what's done in the dark will always come to light. And, um, you know, just countless of uh, reps and hours and, uh, you know, hours in the film room preparing, um, all for that one moment. So I felt confident walking out there. Kevin, you've had a few days now to think about, you know, what Coach Jay did after the game, the emotional show, the way that he went to the guys went on national TV and said, I love you guys. As, as we get a little away from that, what, what did that moment mean to you? Yeah, it means a lot. Um, you know, obviously, I think every single guy um, on this team has Coach Day's back, and uh, we all know that he has ours. And for him to go do that, I think it just showed his true emotion and uh, you know how he feels about this team. And you know, I think that fired the guys up a lot. Uh, you don't really see too many head coaches after a game like that uh, show that type of emotion. And for him to do that on that type of stage, I think you know it showed everyone on the team how much he really cares about us. Kyle, when did you guys identify that Notre Dame really had 10 on that last play? Because that was where, you know, mm -hmm. the play ran like yeah. had a defensive line. Yeah, so on the first play when we got down to the one, we called the sprint out, and I kind of took a look at the defense. I noticed that soft spot, uh, but obviously we already called the, the sprint out, and I'm sure they saw that up in the box, and I was thinking the next play has to be a run to the left. Um, and uh, when I got the call, I was like, all right, you know, they, they obviously saw it up in the box. Coach Day saw it, um, I'm sure. And, um, you know, it was, I think, a perfect call. And, you know, it's, it's not our problem. They only had 10 guys on the field, and uh, I think we took advantage of it, obviously. Is there anything you've learned through the first month of the season about yourself through the process of winning the job and taking command of the offense and then the, you know, the climax, climax against Notre Dame? Yeah, I think uh, one of the most underrated parts of it is just uh, controlling the moments and controlling the environment and um, making sure that uh, the guys around you just have the um, utmost confidence in you. And um, you know, I think the only way you can really do that is by putting the work in and uh, letting them see that, whether it's staying late after practice, watching film, getting extra reps after practice, just allowing guys to uh, see you putting in that, that extra work. And um, you know, when, when moments like that, Arise, you know, you want to have all 11 guys or all 10 other guys on the field believe in you. You kind of mentioned watching the team and coffee and feeling like you don't know how it's going to end. What was, what's that experience like when you're rewatching this all over again?
Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny watching it from that point of view and then kind of comparing it to what I saw on the field. Um, you know, it seems like it's happening so fast on TV and, you know, it's a crazy environment. But when you're on the field, you know, it seems like everything's moving in slow motion. You can hear yourself breathe. It's, you know, just completely different uh, perspective. So it's cool kind of just comparing the two. And, um, you know, it's uh, kind of a dream come true growing up, uh, being a little kid watching those type of games and, you know, seeing it on TV and it's, you know, yourself. And then when you're watching every watching throw to Kane that goes through a defender's hands. I mean, I can tell you what I said on the field. I'd probably get in trouble by Jerry for repeating it. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously that, that wasn't a great read. Um, uh, but I feel like that's the, the type of game it was, a uh, game of inches. And, um, you know, uh, watching it back on film, obviously we like to have that one back. Uh, but, you know, I think we got almost a second chance there at life and uh, made the most of it. How, how much more was, was Notre Dame bracketing Marvin than the past teams you played? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously their, their DBs are really good. I think that was definitely the best secondary we've seen all year and credit to them for that. And, um, you know, I think any time they left Marvin in a one-on-one, uh, situation. I uh, tried my best to get him the ball if that was what the read kind of presented. Uh, but they also did uh, play a safety over top or buzz the linebacker underneath him a lot and didn't give us a lot of one-on-one -on -one opportunities, and rightfully so, uh, for him being the best receiver in America. I think that was a smart uh, game plan. But I think uh, that's kind of the, the uh, problems defenses will face. Gary Marvin, it's, you know, if you want to double him, it's going to open up other guys on the field, which I think we did a good job of taking advantage. But if you know you want to play even across the field, then he's going to have a mismatch regardless of who it is. Were they doing that more than like Youngstown and Western Kentucky and those teams? Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like they, they tried to do a good job of giving us different looks. Um, Pre-snap trying to make uh, you know all the coverages kind of uh, look the same and disguising their coverages and uh, what they're trying to do pre-snap. And um, you know, like the, the one um, fade I threw him on our sideline that they ended up calling back, uh, that was a pre-snap picture where, you know, it looked like he could have been double and then that safety turned the other way. So I knew I had one-on-one with Marvin. Um, so just things like that, uh, just trying to give different looks. Do you think teams will consistently do that with him? Because you have a 1,000-yard receiver on the other side. Yeah. I think it's kind of uh, just pick your poison at that point. I mean, having Emeka, Julian, and Kate, uh, you know, if you want to double Marvin, then that's going to present other problems. So I think it's just all about uh, what defensive coordinators feel like they, they have the most uh, chance of success. But obviously, you know, I think regardless of, um, you know, what they choose, we're going to have uh, good answers for that. I mentioned teams showing you sort of different looks. Uh, Notre Dame, I think, tried to show you some quarters on that third and 19, like going from man to that. Yeah. Um, I guess diagnosing that, like how quickly were you able to, to see that and find that soft spot for Mecca? And then yeah. pre-snap, like how do you feel like you're developing as the weeks are going? Yeah, so that was uh, uh, drop eight. They had eight guys in coverage, I think, on that third down. And, um, you know, no one's really wide open when the defense is dropping eight. Uh, and so you just kind of felt that soft spot. And I think Mecca felt that soft spot too and uh, just tried to throw it with anticipation. And obviously, he made a great play, a contested catch. And then, uh, like you said, pre-snap, I think, you know, a lot of that is uh, watching film uh, during the week and kind of getting a step ahead of what they're going to show you pre-snap and then what they could run off of that and just trying to pick up little keys to uh, give you an edge when you get that get out there in the field. Um, so I think it's just all about learning and continu continuing to understand 
uh, what to look for during the week, uh, you know, things that you'll see out there in the field to, to kind of give you that, that edge. Last year, CJ kind of there, are you going, boy, boy, Mecca, I hope you're seeing the same thing I am. I mean, is that little thought going through your head? On the third down? Yeah, I mean, that's... Because you both got to see it. Yeah, um, you know, that's a, a play we don't always get, um, you know, full speed, kind of a yeah. walkthrough type of, of play there at the end. And, um, you know, I think the, the guys uh, that we have playing receiver, their football IQ is through the roof. Um, and so uh, I think he kind of felt that void right there and uh, knew that it was going to be a bang-bang type of play. And so when I threw it, uh, I don't even know if he had his head around yet. Um, but obviously, I think you know he trusted where I was going to put the ball away from the defender, kind of right in that soft spot, like we talked about. And um, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. We're going to go Stephen, Nathan, and then uh, Doug, and then that was on the last three. Last year, CJ used to take us to us a lot with just his process when he's pre-snap. Mm -hmm. What's kind of your process? What are you looking through as your pre-snap before? You yeah, I think. Uh, Every week, um, you know, depending on the situation, uh, we talk about uh, keying different things on the defense because, um, you know, teams will uh, try to disguise their coverages, obviously, and, um, you know, try to, to get my eyes a little confused. So we talk about, um, you know, players that, you know, won't lie to us and uh, keys that won't lie to us. And I think, you know, you can see a lot of things on, on film and, you know, think you're going to be keyed into every single one of it. But the reality is when you step on the field, it's really only two or three guys that are really going to give you a good idea of what they're going to run. So I think it's diagnosing that during the week. And then when you're out there on the field, just trusting your eyes and what you see. So is that where your eyes go for that hey, the Mike, person who's we'll not going right to lie to you? Is that where Last you're going two first? Say that one more time. You're talking about those people in the field yeah. aren't going to lie to you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, every play call, uh, the read is going to be a little bit different. Um, so we go over pretty much every single situation and every defense we could possibly see during the week just to kind of give us uh, that step, like I talked about. I just want to go back to that bracket question. How much did you guys hey, Sean. in that specifically in practice and going back to the Mm -hmm. How much does it yes. help you out play a game yep. against it? You come out of that with a better way, better idea of how to attack it. Yeah, I think uh, going into the season, I kind of knew regardless of who we were playing, um, you know, the one-on-one -on -one opportunities with Marvin that he got last year probably wouldn't be as high this year. Um, and so uh, it's something we practice, and I think every single team just tries to have their own uh, variation of it, uh, whether that's playing a safety over top or um, playing the corner deep and dropping a linebacker underneath Marvin. Um, so there, there's different ways to get to it, and I think we kind of knew, um, you know, early on in the season that that's kind of what we were going to get uh, a good amount of snaps. And so I think um, coming up with plans to combat that uh, has been good, and I think Marvin's been good about it. I think he understands. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, I think last game wasn't his best statistically, but the impact he had on that game, I think, was, you know, something that doesn't get talked about enough for him to, to draw two, fen two defenders most of the night uh, was huge for our offense. Last question to Doug. Well, Coach Day has kind of planted this idea of the extraordinary trait in a quarterback. He, he thinks every quarterback has one. What you're talking about, about being calm in the moment, do you think maybe that's one of yours that, like, feels like you weren't? Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely a good quality of mine. Um, you know, uh, if you're going to play quarterback at a high level and, um, you know, be in situations like that, I think it's extremely important to be calm, collected, and focused at the task at hand. And, um, you know, I think that's something that you have to practice. I think, you know, visualizing the situation before it happens, putting yourself in the game, and, um, 
Uh, you know, I think that's something that just doesn't happen by accident. Uh, so the biggest thing for me was uh, just during the week, you know, understanding what type of environment it was going to be, understanding, you know, what type of situations we could potentially be in and just seeing it before it happens. And, and sometimes great, memorable Ohio State wins kind of have a shorthand, like a name. Mm -hmm. People can say, oh, that game. You got any suggestions? Uh, shoot, maybe like third 19 or something like that. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. Up next, wide receiver Ameka Igbuka. Yeah, that's a that's a play that we practice, um, you know, pretty much every every week, every Friday we go over that play just in case you never know when you might need it. And um, unfortunately, we never get to practice it at that magnitude. Um, so you kind of got to be ready to step up in that moment. But um, yeah, it's kind of like you said, Kyle and I were just on the same page when it came to that play. And uh, we were able to execute it. Yeah, and it's not like you're wide open, Eric. I mean, those guys closed on you quick, right? Mm -hmm. What is it like to be in that kind of bang-bang play to make that catch? 
Uh, I couldn't tell you what it's like because I don't remember it. <laughs> it's just it's just something that happens, you know. You're just you're just out there playing football. You've been doing you've been playing football since you were in second grade, first grade, um, and it, at those moments like that, you're not really thinking. It's kind of just second nature to you because you put yourself through the training and the practice to be able to do it. Um, so it kind of just it happened naturally, um, and it was something like when I caught the ball. You know, it's those plays you're not thinking about that, and then you're just like, oh, wow, I just did that. What does it do for this team moving forward, especially this offense, to make those kind of plays in the clutch in a game like that? Do you feel like a little different now than you did a week ago? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Group stamp. Well, to be honest, it doesn't do much for us unless we capitalize on the opportunity that we've been given. Um, we got, we, we got, we came out with a huge win, a top 10 victory. It's not easy to do. We're going to play other top 10 opponents this year, like Penn State and Team Up North. Um, so it's going to propel us forward in, in a sense and make us stronger in that way. But um, so we got to continue to build off this and, and get better. Yeah. I think a lot of people talk about dwelling on the bad play rather than the good play. You just move on from the good one and dwell on the bad one. Mm -hmm. do, do you think more about the, the two third down conversions on the final drive or the touchdown that, that wasn't on the, in the first half? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I'm kind of, I'm kind of past Notre Dame at this moment. I haven't really been thinking about the game. I'm on to Maryland, um, focusing on getting my my body right and getting all the people back healthy and, and watching film and all that type of stuff. So, try to move on from things quickly. Mecca, we saw Mark suffer an injury on Saturday. I'm the Monarch right now. Do you ever tell him to take a break? Uh, no, no, I don't. What does it say about his toughness that he's able to, you know, come back out there on the next drive and make a play right away? Yeah, I think. Toughness is something that, um, I mean, toughness can either be developed or you can be just, just uh, you know, raised in it. And um, I feel like Marvin has done a, a tremendous job of developing it because um, that's something that we've been emphasizing as an entire team and as a, you know, Coach Mick and his strength staff that we've been working on. Um, and, you know, it definitely showed in that moment. It was huge for the team. Mecca, in, especially maybe in a slot position, can you just explain to us there's what's drawn up in a play, right? That like this guy is supposed to execute this. But can like, you feel in the moment of like what a defender is doing and where you have to sit and understanding where Kyle's, how Kyle's expecting you to read it, right? And how mm -hmm. you're expecting him to read it. How much goes into that? Just like there's the playbook, but then there's the player, mm -hmm. right? like in this situation. How much did that apply to sort of some of the big plays you made? Uh, yeah, it kind of kind of comes down to doing your job description um, and getting it done in any way possible. So if your job description is to sit at the middle of the field and be ready for the ball at 15 yards, you have to find a creative way to do that, even if they might be covering the middle of the field. So just finding ways to get open in that sense. Um, and at the end of the day, not every play is going to be against the defense that you drew it up for. So you have to be able to be a, a playmaker um, and a problem solver at the receiver position. Um, and to be able to do that, you have to have a great quarterback, which we have, because Kyle was able to find me in those moments that might have been unorthodox, or um, he, he expected me to be places where you know um, we might have not practiced or gone against in that certain coverage. So um, that's just a testament to, to Kyle's work ethic. So the clock in your head was telling you you've got to be there in how many seconds? Um, it's, it's never really, no, not, not really. You want to, you don't, you always want to come off the ball full speed. Um, the quicker you get open, the better operation there is for the line, less pass rush, all that type of stuff. So you want to you want to come off the ball as fast as you can and get open as fast as you can because Kyle can get the ball out quicker. Um, so that's always a part of it. Um, so, yeah. Kyle was talking about teams having to pick their poison. Mm -hmm. They obviously doubled Marv some, they doubled you some. Um, do you recognize, as you, whether it's pre-snap or in a play, what's going on in the game? 
they've they've doubled here they're doubling the where the opportunity lies yeah yeah absolutely yeah how does that when, when you know a team's taking trying to take away Marvin how does that open things up for, for you or, or the other guys um you know if it's just math really you know if you double if you put two guys on on one person somebody's going to be uncovered or, or something like that but they not might not be able to run the zone that they wanted um kind of like the big play that uh, xavier johnson had there's really nobody on him and that was because they tried to take under uh the underneath away from marvin um they were playing you know two to the field on me you know double and julian nobody picked up x and that was just a risk notre dame was willing to take and, and you know got them bit are you surprised teams have done as much doubling that they have with you guys just considering all the weapons you have? Um, I mean, not really. We kind of expected it, you know, going into each and every week. Is that play with, with Xavier just everybody has to be ready on any play? I mean, Julian and Cade obviously have made plays as well this year. Just hey, the ball can come to anybody at any time. Yeah. You might, you might only get three reps of a specific play at practice. Um, that week, or maybe maybe less than that. You might not get any reps. You might just get mental reps of it. Um, and that one rep you do get it might go to Cade, or it might go to Marv, or it might go to Jew. Um, so you you really have to be you know um, anticipatory of, of anything that could happen um, because you know they they ran a lot more. They, we knew they were going to run man coverage. They ran a lot more than we anticipated. They did it pretty much on every down. Um, except for like you know second and long and third and long type of situations like that. Um, so yeah. On that third and nineteen, it seemed like Kyle threw before you even turned. Like does that chemistry go back even further than this off season? Yeah, I know you guys room together mm -hmm. coming in. Like how far does this go back? Your connection with Kyle? Yeah, it goes back to pretty much when I met him, which was you know when we came in as freshmen together. Uh, we just put in countless hours on on this field right here, uh, just getting better and working our craft. Um, and even working the little nuances of the game, like, you know, just going through things in our mind, you know, just playing it out um, and just talking about all the possibilities and all the uh, all the things that could happen within a certain play. People are, you, people are talking about his poise and composure and all that, but and you guys have been confident in him for, for that. But to do it kind of on the stage, you did it in that last drive, does it make you guys even more confident than Kyle is your guys? Um, I, I kind of knew that it would just happen. It, like stuff like that doesn't just happen by chance, you know. What I mean, it's not like he got lucky or like or anything like that. He's always that way, 24/7. He's never. You, if the offense is shaky or in a in a tough spot, everybody can look at Kyle and he's going to be the most calm person on the field. Um, so that's some that's really encouraging to hide, to have behind the pocket. And we all knew that was going to be the case when he took over the starting role. Is he like that? Good. What kind of group have you seen from Chip Strain to go from a guy who came in here as a linebacker to now being the guy who's making the biggest play of the game? Yeah, well, Chip Chip has always been super mature, and he's always been a leader. Um, he really immersed himself in the culture when he got here from Arizona State, um, and it was like he's been here since day one. So Chip's always been a guy you can rely on. He's a you know iron buck guy, gold guy, leader. Um, you know, we only have three captains this year, but if we had a fourth, it would probably be Chip. Um, so he's just a he's just a really a really great dude to have on, on your side of the ball because you know he's going to get his job done. You know he's going to lead the team, um, and yeah. Is Kyle like that that calm outside of football? Because I know you lived with him for years. Is he always like that? Yeah, pretty much. When's the last <laughs> time you remember him not being so calm, cool, and collected? At the end of the game. <laughs> huh? He was fired up. Um, yeah, he was fired up. That's all I can really say. Uh, you know, got a big hug, hug from him after the game. He was yelling. He was uh, – you know, he was talking. He was talking his stuff. So it was good to see that. It's good to see it, that excitement from him. What do you What do you think of your coach? What do you think of your coach's emotion? Um, I fully support everything you know, Coach Day said and everything 
um, that he's going to say in the future, that's my head coach. We're all going to rally behind him, um, and we believe he can get us to where we want to be. Michael, what, what's that like to see that energy and emotion out of Kyle after the biggest game of his, of his, his young career so far? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was great. It really, I mean, nobody really questioned how much he cared. Um, so we all know how much it means to him. So just to see that kind of come to life, um, it was just really special. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm happy for the team, but I'm extremely happy for him as an individual and, and him as a friend. On the flip side of that, he's been really good on third down this year. Yep. Um, when you have a guy who's so calm like that, what does it do for you on going into a third and 19 when you know the quarterback isn't panicking? Is it thinking too much about that? Well, yeah, that was something that CJ really excelled at too. Um, you can even see it on the league, his, his stats when it comes to third down. Um, so I think, you know, being cool, calm, and collected is something that um, Kyle's always had, but that, that was a trait that even grew a little bit as he learned behind CJ and all that type of stuff. Um, so it was really like, you know, we, we, didn't, we never took a step away from third down. Um, and like I said, you can always look at Kyle. You know, maybe we, we get a penalty, we get the intentional grounding, or, you know, we get a holding or, or whatever the case may be. Now it's third and 19. Um, now it's third and 10. Now it's fourth and seven. And, you know, all those plays, we never, we never really wavered. We never really shook because we knew if we just execute and do what we've been practicing, we, we'd be okay. Where does, this offense definitely, where does this offense definitely need to get better in the next two weeks? Y'all are off from playing this week. What do you see down the line? Y'all need to improve Probably execution, um, staying on on schedule when it comes to uh, plays, not having you know limiting negative plays and, and penalties, um, because with the new rule of the clock and you know if you look at if you look at all the teams that we played this year, they've kind of gone to the ground uh, ground and pound approach, try to keep the ball out of our hands. Um, there's a there's a crazy stat. We had eight possessions that whole entire Notre Dame game, and then seven possessions in the first half of Georgia. So um, it's just like we every every play we have out there means means more because we, we have less plays. So we can't get off schedule with any type of plays. We gotta we gotta stay on pace. There's an urgency about it now that maybe wasn't even there last year. Right. From the standpoint of running play. All right. Mecca, thank so, you so much. You, you said you're on to Maryland. Of course you should be. But when you win a game like this, like how does it affect you walking around? Like you, I mean, you just had an amazing, awesome win. Right. How, how does that make you feel for a couple days? I celebrated that night, um, and I was I was excited, but you know we're not anywhere near where we need to be, um, and that win doesn't really mean anything if we lose to Maryland. So, uh, yeah. Thank you, Mac. Appreciate it.